When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. You guys don't have to tune in. You guys don't, but you choose to be here and it's appreciative. Let's go. We got things to talk about, baby. Hey, it's the off season. I don't know how as content creators that we come up with things every freaking single week and it doesn't get too repetitive. I, I apologize, but I mean, we're in draft season, man. We finished with the free agency. We made boatload of moves in free agency. We are now officially in draft season, right? We're talking about draft picks. We're talking about prospects. We're talking about a whole lot of stuff. But I still have a very big interest in what we will do to fill the roster, right? Fill some of our roster needs uh, as as we get cl- as we inch closer, as we inch closer to free agency, right? Excuse me, to to the draft. Um, so, uh, and I want to I want to thank you guys because you guys have been tuning in. You guys have been rocking with me. You guys have been rocking with Z Bat. You've been rocking with my man Rev. Um, and uh, and you guys stay strong with us, man. So I appreciate you. Uh, we aren't at over twenty one thousand subscribers for no reason. So. Um, Thank you for being here, man. So grab yourself your coffee if you need to. Grab your, if you're at the gym, you know what I mean? Get that extra set in. You know what I'm saying? Get that little extra rep in and let's rock with your boy. So let's go. Today's show. Are we in a need? Is McDermott in the need to hurry up and get himself a free agent corner, a veteran corner? That's been the conversation, right? Because everybody, we're trying to scoop up the next guy, so we're good. I mean, dude, we've made over, what, 15 transactions, give or take, by bringing in free agents, re-signing cats. You know what I'm saying? We've been making moves. Um, And um, it's not, I mean, listen, we're going to have to chill for a bit. Brandon Bean, uh, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Read big contracts to Stephon Diggs. Like, we've got to now relax and now start focusing on the draft. And that makes sense. But there are some folks out there that feel that we should be signing one more guy so we can just be content and be fulfilled. We're full. We're, we're now, our heart is content now because now we have a uh, big uncertainty with when Trey white will be returning. We have no idea. These injuries, everybody heals differently. Everybody comes back at a different pace, right? I'm hoping that he is ahead of schedule. He's, he's a fairly young man. He should be able to spring back and get back into things. So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm going to tell you this, though. If he's not, are we prepared, number one? Are we comfortable with what we have sitting at our disposal on this team? It, it's, it's actually very interesting. I'm, I'm actually very curious to see how this plays out. So 
Um, let's jump into it now. But before we jump into it, I've got I've got off the cuff. Uh, I don't want to call it news, but off the off the cuff topic that I want to speak on. Uh, whether I want to speak on this now or I might wait till later, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll preface it now. Peter Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football had a very interesting mock draft. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this mock draft, um, but I'm going to, I'm, you know, let's talk about it right now. Like we're going to talk about it right now. Um, he had a very interesting mock draft. And I'm curious if you guys have, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, you guys are shame, shameful for you guys. Follow me on Twitter right here, right there. Mr. Rico underscore BF. I might change my, my Twitter handle soon. I don't know. Mr. Just sounds kind of, uh, you know what I mean? But I might change it up. But anyway, he put out a mock draft for us and something I we've considered this position, but this specific individual never has been on our radar, my radar, not even close to my mock drafts. So if you take a look at this, this Peter Schrader mock draft, it's his first mock draft. Very interesting to say the least. He's got the bills taking a linebacker. Now, Let me bring you back to me. Linebacker is not a bad idea. We've talked about this. I mean, any position, we are in a position to grab any position. We are. I mean, the only, excuse me, I almost choked on me. The only outlandish position for us to grab in the first round would be quarterback. There would just be no need. You can make a case for running back. You can make a case for receiver. You can even make a case for center. You can make a case for guard, any of the O-line position. You can make a case for defensive line, safety, corner. Every position you can make a case for. Now, linebacker, very interesting. More specifically, Quay Walker from Georgia. Very interesting from Peter Schrager. Now, I'm going to see if I can find the clip here. But how does one come to such such a, I mean, how, I'm not, how do I put this? Uh, how do you come to a decision like that? To say, you know what, Quay, Quay is the guy that will, uh, the Bills will be potentially looking at. So uh, Peter Schrager was on the Pat McAfee show. And he had an explanation for how he comes to his mocks. And I could talk about it or I could just play you the damn clip. And and you can you guys can hear the audio for yourself. So fair question asked. Right. So I'm going to play it for you guys. So check this out. Let me back it up a little bit. I'm going to pause it. And I'm going to play you guys that audio because I think it's, a, it's actually very interesting. All right. So I hear at the give me a second here. Came out today. This is a big deal because you actually do like real research. Right. This is uh, this is how you're feeling. This is what you're thinking at the moment. How much has changed in the past from your first to your second? And how accurate are you normally? Yeah, no, and this is what I kind of position it as. I would never, I wouldn't, I don't have the hubris to come out here and be like, hey, I'm a scout or I do hip swivel or I can break down a 40 time why it matters. My best asset is I talk to everybody in the league. I've got a phone, I've got access, and people won't tell me who they're taking directly, but I'll get the feel for talking to a head coach or talking to a general manager. Here's what they're looking for, and here's the type of player they're looking for. And this guy, this player would be off their board. Then you start hearing the rumors from the other ones. Well, I hear at the pro day, this guy was talking about this guy. I think I've got as good a sources when it comes to this stuff as anybody. And my mock draft 
tends to be as accurate. But I don't come at it as, here's what I would do if I'm Seattle with the ninth pick. I do it as, here's what people around the league think Seattle's going to do with the ninth pick. So I look at it that way. If you want accuracy and you want kind of insights you're not getting everywhere else, that's my mock draft. If you want what the scouts and those, there's a lot of mock drafts for that as well. Okay. How interesting. So he's purely going by who he speaks to. He's talking to coaches. He's talking to GMs and they're not telling him exactly who we're picking, but they're telling him, here's the type of player we're looking for. We're looking for a physical type of linebacker da, 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 or physical type of player. We want headstrong. And we've been looking at this university. This university has got the type of players we're looking for. So he's like, okay. So then, he goes by what they tell him, and he goes by, okay, what are the needs that these Buffalo Bills have? Okay, look at that linebacker position. Tremaine Edmonds, there's, there's up and up and down questions about trade Tremaine Edmonds. Milano's the only other guy that's a, that's a stud. Other than that, we've got some Jeff depth players. Nothing that stands out. So then he mocks us to Quay Walker. I find that very interesting. Now, I'm not going to stay too much on this topic because this is a topic for another day. Uh, however, I will say this. I will say this. I was uh, looking back to see McDermott and the teams that he's obviously been part of. And the most important team and the most recent team was the Panthers. And the Panthers had two very good linebackers and Thomas Davis. And you had Luke Keekley. Now, if you're going to assess our linebackers, which one's closer to Luke Keekley and which one's closer to Thomas Davis between Tremaine Edmonds and Milano. Is Milano the Luke Keekley? Or is Thomas Davis the Luke Keekley? And we are looking, excuse me, is, is Milano our, our Thomas Davis and we are searching for our Luke Keekley? Maybe they don't, they don't find Tremaine Edmonds that guy. They'll give him another year to prove that he is. Does he turn on the switch? and be the Luke Keekly that they've been possibly looking for, or do they continue to search? But then, is Quay Walker that dude? Or is linebacker, are we looking at N'Kobe Dean? Right? So, very interesting to see uh, these mock drafts, man. These mock drafts, they're all over the place. And, and the killer part is, he says he's pretty accurate on his mock drafts. So, I'd have to go back and see his mock drafts and see how accurate he is. Could the Bills be picking linebacker with the 25th pick and which of those two linebackers reminds you or comes close to Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. And when I look at Quay, Quay Walker and I was looking at some film on Quay Walker, I was like, huh, he's physical, very physical, but 25. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rocking with that. I remember asking you guys a question last week. What move would the Bills do that would piss you off and kind of ruin the draft for you? Linebacker was definitely not one of them for me, but if we pick Quay Walker, I'd be like, fam, what are we doing? But what the heck do I know and what the heck do we know? Because I was one of many that didn't know who the hell Tredavious White was. Who the heck is Tredavious White? And guess what? Tredavious White is one of our best defensive players on the team. Go figure. So I'm off that topic. I wanted to jump in there real quick, and I'm out. Hopscotch, man. I'm in, and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Let me get a couple skips, and I'm out of here. Now, let's get back to your regular scheduled program when it comes to cornerback. Now, here's the deal. We've got some free agent cornerbacks out there. Very good ones. They can cost a pretty penny. 
Right now, the Bills have about, what are we looking at? Like 8.2 mil, I believe. I believe, yes. That's my man. Bobby came up with it. The cap update is at 8.2. I know we just signed Bobby Hart. So that, that cap went down just a little bit. So we're probably in the 7 mil, 7, seven and change. But we got, we got some money. Now, we do have to draft our draft picks, and we got to pay our draft picks. But we, got a little, we have a little something in the bank. Some people like to call it the banana tree. Bean's going to have to go and make some banana pudding, do something if he wants to. They were saying sign another player. Now, there are three free agents that are out there. I've spoken about this that I think this team could benefit from. Free agent number one. I'm talking about Joe Hayden. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden is a solid player. He came out for the Browns. Was a solid player for the Browns and made his way over to play for Pittsburgh. He's been freaking solid. 29 career interceptions. He's got 10 of them within, with uh, Pittsburgh. He's got 155 pass breakups career-wise, and he's got 55 of them with Pittsburgh. And he's not afraid to tackle, ladies and gentlemen. He's got 198 solo tackles with Pittsburgh alone. Joe Hayden would be a nice addition veteran addition to hold us over and not only hold us over, he would have to compete with Dane Jackson or whoever we potentially draft at corner. Joe Hayden would probably be a one year, maybe two year deal, but that wouldn't be a bad, bad selection for this bills team. Joe Hayden to the bills looks really good to me. And I wouldn't mind it. I actually, I actually really like it. And I'm sure he wouldn't cost a pretty penny. So Joe Hayden, that's one of them. It's not a bad, not a bad spot for the Bills to pick up a free agent corn. Wouldn't cost you a whole, wouldn't cost you a red penny. Big, 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 big coins. It wouldn't. It'd be perfect. Just, just right. I got a, I got a, I got a comment coming in from my man, Truth the Hearts. What up, Truth? I haven't heard you. I haven't heard from you in a minute, man. What's up, fam? Rico. If Bills was going to replace Edmonds, we would already have a contingency plan. For all we know, Edmonds has a deal but getting on himself. Just saying. Or they're waiting. They're, they're firmly waiting to see what, play, what pans out. But I, I can't see them moving him this season. I think they're going to keep him in, and get everything they can out of him before they make a final decision. And we'll see. I mean, we could, we could always franchise tag him afterwards as well. So we'll see. We shall see. Now. Joe Hayden would be a nice addition to the Bills. I like that. Moving on from Joe Hayden. We've got, we've got other moves that we can make at that free agent position, right? Stephon Gilmore. We've been talking about Stephon Gilmore. Would Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore's return to Buffalo be beneficial? I mean, you remember him in that uniform. Wasn't it nice? We liked, we liked Stephon Gilmore. Until he kind of punked us off a little bit. But it's business. It is strictly business. That's how he rolls. That's how he feels. Right? But what we can't deny is how good of a corner he is. 13 interceptions. The last few st- the couple stints that he had with the Panthers and Patriots. He's got 54 pass breakups with the Panthers and the Patriots combined. And you know he's willing to tackle. He's physical. 126 solo tackles. 
he will get in there. And he had a short stint with the Panthers. I actually kind of like that number nine on him. But I would not mind if we brought him back. But for someone like him, it's going to cost. Now, if we are in the business of winning, and then we are in the business of trying to put together a championship caliber team, you think we go right for the gusto and bring him on. That defense would be nasty. You got Trey White on one side once he returns. You got the Gilly Lock on one side. You got Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde holding down the back end. And you got Von Miller and Greg Rousseau screaming at those quarterbacks. This defense can be extremely nasty. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, that's Stephon Gilmore. See, MP says Gilmore is a pass for me. And if he's a pass for you, I certainly know he's a pass for you because you are in your feelings, meaning you don't want any part of him because he must have punked off the Buffalo Bills and said, I want to be on TV. Well, guess what? We are on TV often, and we're probably going to be on TV for a long time, often. So he would get his wish. <laughs> he would get his wish being on TV. Mama, look at me. Right now. Another free agent that I'm looking at that I think would be great for this team. AJ Bouye. Would be inexpensive. Still physical. Still can play. Still can get at it. Why not? Bouye has got 14, 14 career interceptions. So he's got some ball skills. He's up there. 75 career pass breakups. So he's up in your face. He will be he will be in your hip pocket. And he's got 190 total tackles, total tackles in the last five years. Three of them were Jacksonville. And he's done a couple stints elsewhere. Denver. I think it was in Denver for a little bit. But AJ Bouya would be a nice, low-key addition to this team. That kind of gives you a bit of a stopgap if you will, a veteran presence on the one side and allows you to compete heavily. Now, all this is great. All this is fantastic. I'm a big fan of bringing these type of guys onto this team. It screams, it screams McDermott, right? Veteran guy, come on in, compete. And we, and we go from there. So to me, that, that makes all the sense in the world. Now, I believe that the Bills, they absolutely love Dane Jackson. They absolutely love Dane Jackson. And I, I really believe they want to give him a true opportunity to start. I think they want to give him a true opportunity to be that Levi Wallace across from Trey White. Right? I know that Brandon being gushed about him. Brandon Bean was 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 elated that they were able to get this guy in the seventh round. And Dane Jackson seems to be very instinctual. He's right where he needs to be. All the time. Sometimes you may get beat. That's going to happen. But if you hustle and you're where you're supposed to be, man, sometimes the ball just falls in your lap. And a lot of times it's happened when he's played with us. And what I love about Dane Jackson is he is physical. He has no bones about lighting your ass up. 
It's a pretty thing. It's a pretty thing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Dane Jackson. Problem is, we got Trey White that's still coming off an injury. And we still got to wait it out. But Dane Jackson is someone that I'm actually super excited to see him really take on in his third year. I can't wait, actually. And it should be very interesting. Now, are we in a hurry? And this is, this is the main question. Are we, do we need to make these moves before the draft? You got two ways you can look at it. Get yourself a corner, a free agent corner right now. So that way, when you are going into the draft, you don't have, a, you don't have that, that I need to get this player right now because I, I just, you can actually chill and really evaluate. Not that they're not evaluating now, but there's less pressure for you to do that. In my opinion, wait it out. We are in no hurry to bring on any veteran corner. Why? Hear me out. And I'm, this is things that I'm sure you guys know. But the amount of, I mean, guys got to get up to 90. They got to get up to 90, 90 players on the roster, right? You make your draft. You draft your, what, seven, eight, nine guys, whatever, the, whatever you guys have. And then once you draft some players, you're looking at kind of cutting some players as well. There will be some cap casualties. There will be some guys, you know, saying in, in these early camps and even now that that will either either ask for a release because what ends up happening is this, right? You're You're a fringe corner where you had a decent year, but... You didn't impress a whole lot of people. That's kind of like what <laughs> what our linebacker Tremaine Evans is going going through right now. Fringe, and they draft a big time player first round. You're like, okay, what the heck was that? You can do two things: compete and say, okay, all right, bring it on, or like, I'm not doing this shit. Trade me. Find somewhere to trade me or release me because I I'll I'll find my way. Y'all can deal with this rookie. I'm not doing this. This is where Bean comes in and says, ooh, there you go. Come on over. Come on over here and we'll take care of you. I can see that happening. So we got it. We can chill, people. We don't necessarily have to be rushing in to get yourself a free agent, free agent cat to come in just to fill the role, especially because we have some guys that we want to see what they're about. They're about on this squad. Like we draft these players to see what they do, what they can do for us. Dane Jackson being one of them. Maybe they want to see more of Cam Lewis. What can Cam Lewis do to bring to this team that maybe we could hold, he could hold us down? Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. Am I confident in that? I'm not so much. But you never know. But the draft will tell us a lot. The draft will tell us all. Maybe it's rookie has to compete with, with Cam Lewis. Maybe we are very comfortable where we're at. Maybe we don't even bring a free agent. We just go with what we have on our roster and then we draft a couple corners. Very interesting to see how Brandon, Brandon Bean's going to play this out, but I, I really don't think we're in any, any shape or form to rush into trying to get ourselves a corner. We can chill. We can definitely chill. Jason came in with a comment here. He says, hey, can we do a comparison to all the free agent, free agent corners out there? I can, try to get, I can try to get a list going on soon. My man Rev says, yo, last year before Bean picked up Allen and Edmonds' fifth-year options, he said it didn't make sense to pick them up and not extend them. But he has to see how it'll fit in their system. 
Well, we'll soon find out. A lot of these, a lot of this is a lot of lip service. Now, one thing that I can respect, and I think we can all respect about Brandon Bean, is he doesn't he doesn't mince his words too much. He says what he says. If he says, you know, we're gonna work something out, we're gonna work something out. He's one of those, those, it's a rare, it's a rare trait, a rare character characteristic to have when you're a man of your word when you say something. And he seems like he's a man of his word. When he says something, he's gonna do it. Now. He did kind of he did kind of pull the wool over our eyes when he was like, "Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sammy Watkins is gonna be part of the squad." A few days later, Sammy Watkins is gone. <laughs> you feel me? So, uh, we take take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. That is for a fact. My man Silas Whittle with a super chat. I appreciate you, Silas. You know what it is. Silas comes in and says, "Yo, you got to sign Gilmore to a two year deal with a team option for year three. Problem solved. Draft a guy with some speed." And give the rook and Dane some consistent snaps. Well, if you if you sign Gilmore, there's and you sign him, he ain't signing for no cheap cheap deal. Dane Jackson ain't gonna see the field because it's gonna be Gilmore. It's gonna be Trey White. And if we draft a rookie, the rookie ain't gonna see the field either. So that's a, it's a tough when you if you draft a big name like Gilmore. Is it's Gilmore and White, and Dane Jackson's just got to wait his turn. And then by that time, it's going to be Dane Jackson's up time to get up for a contract. And does he come back to be a backup for a little longer? Or is he is he ready to take over after Gilmore leaves after two years? Eh. He's only getting older. So it's 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 very interesting to see that that play out. But that's that's not a bad way to look at things, Silas. Not a bad way to look at things at all. At all. So looking at this, this, this whole situation with what we what we need to do and what this team um, brings to the table. I'm sitting here looking at this Bills team and and their roster. Fair. We we have things that we can definitely improve on for sure. But like we've been all talking about, we don't have glaring needs. Now things change tremendously with this whole Poyer thing looming because it is looming. If anybody tells you that it's not, it is. What's going to happen with that? And I'm sure we're going to wait until the draft is comes to its complete end. And who we pick will determine what goes on with Joe Poyer. You pick a corn, you pick a safety in the first round. Boy, oh boy. You know we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that. But I think they love Poyer enough that they want to bring this thing back and run it back and win. I'm going to tell you that right now. But when you look at the corners we have on the squad, think about it. We got Trey White, Teron Johnson, Nickel, Cam Lewis, Dane Jackson, Nick McLeod, Tim Harris, Elijah Griffin. So I know we want our young guys to you know, have an opportunity and they're going to have to compete. Nick McLeod, I'd like to see a little bit more of Nick McLeod, see what he's got. You know what I'm saying? Elijah Griffin. Some people were making some big things about Mr. Griffin. So we'll see. A veteran would be nice, but we are in no rush to get a veteran. We can chill. We can sit and chill. And I think the Bills are doing just that right now. We got a comment coming from uh, Mr. Judy. What up, Judy? Sartage. He goes, uh, what's the point of restructuring Bates for space this year and then sitting on it? feel like they told a free agent like Gilmore they may have a bag for them after the draft 
for pushing money. Well, we, I don't know if we saved enough money even from, from Bates anyway. And that Bates restructure was most likely to try to save some money for drafting our draft picks. Because we didn't save that much. It was like, what, 1.5? That 1.5 ain't going to do it for, for Gilmore. You need, a little, you need a bit of a, more of a bag for Gilmore. All depending, right? And the longer, the longer Gilmore is out there, guys like Gilmore... Do their stocks go down or do they go up? Right? Right now the stock is is even. Once the draft goes comes along, now it's a little different. Teams are gonna be looking. Or not. And so he might be wanting to fall on a team. And and when these guys are th- when they're late in late in their career like this, I don't want to say he's that late, he's still the young buck either way, but they're late in their career. At this point, it's about the money, yes, but it's about landing in the good spot too. You gotta pick the best spot for you. And if you're not in the best spot, you can you can you can forget about them trying to just take take the take the money somewhere, taking the money. Like, could you imagine going to Jacksonville, take the money in Jacksonville? I don't know if I'm ready to, you know, what I mean, be part of a team that's rebuilding and trying to trying to make things happen, right? Can you imagine going to the AFC West right now? I mean, who's the worst team in the AFC West right now? <laughs> AFC West is a gauntlet. I don't know what's going on with that AC West, man. You got Denver, you got the Raiders, you got the Chiefs, you got the Chargers. Golly. You know what I mean? Or you can go to the freaking AFC South. Texans. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. But you you got to pick the right, the right team, right situation. That's what it's going to come down to. Jason N says, yo, signing Hayden to a one-year contract and a draft, draft an explosive cornerback in the draft, have a competition between uh, him and Dane. Hayden, the rookie on... Listen, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to read it really quickly. But you're pretty much saying, like, signing what I pretty much said earlier. You sign a guy like Free, your free agent like Hayden, draft yourself a corner, you know what I'm saying, and have these, have these guys compete and see how that plays out until Trey White gets back. 100%. I'm with you. I got a super chat coming in from my man Audrey or my lady Audrey. What's happening, Audrey? Uh, Bills need to draft later in the rounds. Uh, Vitaly Gurman, O-line from Toledo. Number 98, summer nine, number 78. I'm going to look that up. Vitaly. Russian? Vitaly. I'm going I'm to definitely, uh, definitely look that up. It'll be interesting to see. And I appreciate that super chat, by the way. Thank you so much for that. And, we're gonna, and, we, and just like that, we're going to move on for another topic. All right, folks? Uh, the ref comes in with a super chat. says, hey, Rico... Uh, not many headlines on this, but I read an article on uh, w, WBUF.com, all right? Uh, Bean made a comment about a potential trade with the Giants. They have picks five and seven. Listen, if you guys think, and I'm sure you guys, we're, we're, we're a smart bunch of people, Buffalo Fanatics. You guys have been following us for a while. You guys know how we think at Buffalo Fanatics. And you guys are smart folks, man. You guys you guys been watching the Rico Report. You guys are smart folks, right? And if you think for one second that Brandon Bean and Joe Shane haven't been in constant communication or haven't been chatting or had a, a, a deal in place, and when I say deal in place, I mean a, a contingency plan. Hey, listen, if you don't see anything you like in the first, you know what I'm saying, 10 picks or you want something from me on my end. Let's make something happen. Five, seven, maybe we can trade up. I don't like who knows, right? A player and this, you just never know. Maybe it's a three team deal. In order for this to happen, we need this team. 
So maybe it's a mega deal where things shake up and all of a sudden the Bills are picking in the top 15. And you're like, how the heck did that happen? Now, picking in the top 15, it'll be interesting because, yo, there are some quality players in the top 15. It's possible. It is very possible. So Joe Shane and, and Brandon Bean for sure have had conversations. Joe Shane and Brian Dable have gone over there and are creating the same type of culture they're creating over here uh, in Buffalo. And I'm sure they told everybody, hey, we're always going to be looking. Don't get comfortable, pretty much. And don't forget, I just came from Buffalo, man. I got some ties. So y'all don't get comfortable. You guys can stay in the same state, but you guys might be going to New York. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But is there anybody on that roster, on that New York roster that we absolutely love? Who knows? But those picks, though, that could be something that we can play in, right? Maybe they want something of ours later on. Who knows? But, yeah, don't sleep on that relationship between Joe Shane and Brandon Bean, McDermott and Brian Dable. Don't sleep on that. We'll see how that plays out. But very, very good comment, very good question. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, the ref. My man, ref, we'll see how that plays out. David Serrano says, yo, what's up, Rico? Gilmore's wife hates Buffalo. Likes hyenas, hates, like, like hyenas hate lions. Uh, she will not let him come to Buffalo. Well, I mean, the wifey has a say. Don't get me wrong. Wifey always has a say. And she don't have to live in Buffalo. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he's, if he's there to get the championship, he's, there to get, he's trying to get, you know what I mean, a little bit of a bag, and it's in Buffalo, then he's going to be like, babe, Sometimes it's cool to just kind of chill out and let me try to work this out. You can stay in South Carolina if you need to or North Carolina, wherever the hell he's from. You know what I'm saying? But who wants to be away from their man? So who knows? He may not even come to Buffalo. I doubt. I personally doubt he would come to Buffalo. I think he, he would rather be elsewhere. Um, and he will. He will. His 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 skill set. They'll they'll find a place for him. He'll find somewhere to go. There's no question about it. He'll find somewhere to go. Now. There was there was a uh, a comment on Twitter before I get to my next my next uh, topic here. There was a comment on Twitter not too long ago. I was, I was talking about uh, the running back position, and there was a sweet edit that was made by Eli uh, E Swaps is his name, but Eli I can't remember his last name. But anyways, have a look on my on the Buffalo Fanatics uh, IG or Twitter. Sweet edit of Brees Hall in a Bills uniform, and. I'm I was actually very shocked to hear that folks would rather keep Devin Singletary at running back and forego drafting the likes of a Brees Hall, if you will. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. I couldn't believe my ears. They would rather have Devin Singletary come back in his last year and lead us in the backfield. Which then leads me to my next topic. Why? Because it's interesting. Because I was, I was thinking to myself, going into this draft, you've got to be able to... You've got to be able to identify your weak links. You've got to be able to identify your weak links on your squad. And the good thing about this team is there aren't many weak links on our squad. 
this is this is a very strong roster that we that we are housing right now. Very strong roster. And I can't I don't I can't see many glaring holes. Now this is where you guys come in in the chat. Whether you guys are in the live chat, whether you guys are li- list, are are watching and listening off of YouTube or you're listening through podcast form. Hear me out when I talk about this. Where's our weak link? Who is our weak link on the offense? What individual or what department where you're like, that's what's holding us back in order for us to get over the hump? Can you identify who that is? Because I'm like, I was looking at this roster and I was like, where is it? Is it the linebacker position? Is it Tremaine Edmonds? Is it the depth? The weak link? Is it depth? Is it running back? Is this, is running back our weak link? Is it safety? Can't be safety. Maybe it's the cornerback position. What and who is our weak link? And how do we address it in this draft? White Town Kings. White Town's King says, yo, Spencer Brown is the weak link. Damn. I mean, well, if you look at the O-line, he might be the weakest link on the O-line. Not not a terrible thing. It's normal. He was a rookie, third-round pick, fairly raw. But he got some nice starting snaps. And you saw some really good things with him. But it's not, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's not as easy as we think it is. So now I started going through the roster. All right, let's go quarterback. Weak link. Clearly not Josh Allen. Our backup quarterback, though. Case Keenum. Solid. Moving on. Quarterback's not even, I'm not even looking at quarterback. Let's go to the running back position. Devin Singletary. Zach Moss, Reggie Gilliam. That's it. Those are our running backs on the squad. To me, that's our weakest link. Duke Johnson. I'm not saying Duke Johnson is poo-poo at all. Boy can still play, comes out of the U. He's nice like that. Not that guy. Taiwan Jones doesn't touch the field like that. He's a special teamer. So I'm like, okay, I can make a case for running back. Let's go to the tight end room. Is tight end, the tight end room, our weakest link? OJ Howard, crazy potential. Dawson Knox just broke out and became a solid player, a very big contributor to the Bills. Nah, the tight end room is not, is not the weak link. Dawson Knox is definitely not the weak link. So what is it? Let's go to the receiver room. Some say that we have one of the best receivers and we have one of the best receiving crew in the game. Gabe Davis is coming up. Heavy. We just signed Stefan Diggs as one of the best in the game. You got Crowder that came from the Jets. Jameson. You got Lil Dirty. Exciting, speed. Stevenson, who knows what's going on with Stevenson? Jake Kumro. Touchdown, Jesus. Nah, we ain't looking at receiver. The receiver room is not the weakest link. Let's go to the O-line. 
Dawson Knox, excuse me, we got Deion Dawkins. We got Roger Saffold. We got Mitch Morse. You got Ryan Bates at right guard. And you got Spencer Brown. Now I'm looking at the right side. I love Ryan Bates. I don't see him as a weak link at all. I think he's a strong link. But you're only as strong as your weakest link. Is the right tackle our weakest link? Are we looking to improve our right tackle? Do we let him develop? I say we let this man develop because he's going to be a stud in this league. I'm not even looking at the O-line. Moving on. So to me, the two departments that I'm looking at or the one department that I'm looking at on this offensive side of the ball is the running back. The running back is our weakest link on this offense. Wouldn't you want to fix that part of your offense if that's your weakest link? But yet you have people that are so in there because they love this player and they fell in love with this player and they they couldn't see this team without this player and don't want to upgrade this player. But there comes a time where you just got to be like, hey, fam, we got to upgrade this position because if we upgrade this position, this team, this offense is nearly unstoppable. It was nearly unstoppable last year. But then you have people saying, well, he would have been a thousand yard runner. He would have been a thousand yard runner if you just, if we, uh, what was the excuse that I got? He would have been a thousand yard runner if we, if we um, had the line that we had near the end of the season. Yes. He also would have been a thousand yard runner if Josh Allen didn't have 760 damn yards. Why did we have to run Josh Allen for 760 yards? Can you answer that for me? Normally, your offensive coordinator would not run your quarterback with the amount of, of carries that Josh Allen had. They would not run him that way if we weren't competent in running the rock. We weren't competent in running the rock. So we had to design things for Josh Allen. I mean, obviously, Josh Allen got away with scrambling here and there. That plays a lot, a big part of it. But if we didn't, if we don't run him as much as we do, we can depend on our running back to get us what we need. Then we're talking about a different ballgame, but we're not. We ran the heck out of Josh Allen. We can't keep doing that. You can't keep running this guy. You're gonna run, you're gonna keep running Josh Allen when he's well into his 30s. Fam. No. You need your running back. Now, where you draft this running back. Everyone's got their debate as to where. But on the offense side of the ball, RB is our weak link. Scott Blake says, yo, second RB, Singletary gets hurt, we're effed. Thank you. I mean, any position that your, your star gets, gets hit and gets hurt, we're effed, right? But if you have good depth, we're okay, right? Take a look at Trey White. Goes down, you're like, oh, not Trey White. We're trying to make the playoffs. What are we doing? Hey, we were still alive and well. Could we have used them against the Chiefs? Maybe. Maybe. But that's neither here nor there. But I'm telling you right now, weak link on this on this offense is RB. So how could you how could you sit there and say, bring back Singletary? And there's no slight on Singletary. I like Singletary. I really do. I think he's a good back. But there's not a problem with upgrading where you feel that that's a weak link. That's just what it is. Guys, it's the move that needs to be made, right? Now, 
That's the offensive side of the ball. Where's the weak link on the defense? Let's talk about it. D-line. Let's go from D-line all the way up. You got Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, A.J. Epinesa. You got Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver. Am I missing anybody? Mike Love. Who am I missing? Am I missing anybody? Do you see a weak link on that defense? Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Eli Anku, the Ottawa native. That's my man's. I got to get him on the show one day, one, one of these days. Phillips, Russo, Epinesa, Basham, Shaq Lawson. I forgot about Shaq Lawson. You know what I'm saying? Brandon Bryant, Mike Love. Not the weak link. We've actually strengthened that link. All right, moving on to linebacker. Who we got a linebacker? You mean? Matt Milano, Tyler Matakavich, Markel Lee, Joe Giles-Harris, Tyrell Dotson. Listen, I'm going to stop right there. A linebacker is our second biggest need, and that's our weakest link, in my opinion. You go to the cornerback room, you got Dane Jackson, Tredavious White, Cam Lewis. I mean, shoot, there's another weak link right there. So where is the biggest need? And where where is our weakest? Because if Tredavious goes down, excuse me, if Trey, Trey, Trey goes down, Tremaine Edmonds, we got Tyrell Dotson. And Matt Milano, we've had that combo before, and Tyrell Dotson held his own, very much so. I like Tyrell Dotson, actually. Very good player. You go to corner, if Dane Jackson goes down, problem. (laughs) Big problem. So maybe it's not linebacker. Maybe it's corner. So let me ask you this. Would you be opposed... Now that we've talked about weak link, we talked about, I mean, you got to go through it. You go on the, on, the, on, the, on the offensive side of the ball, it's clear, in, at least in my opinion, where the weak link is. You go to the, you look at the defense side of the ball, one can make a case for linebacker being weak or maybe thinking long-term. One can make an argument for cornerback. So now going into this draft, your first three rounds, corner, RB, LB, LB, corner, RB, what are are we looking at? It makes sense to go corner just to get that out the way, get a solidified corner, a rookie that's coming in that's had success, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, our guy McDermott loves a guy that's played, you know what I mean, all five years of, of college, you know what I mean, a senior guy. That's his preference, at least. So you know he's going to be looking for something like that. Do we go linebacker in the second? Dare we go linebacker in the second? Very interesting. I got a super chat coming in from my man Silas. What up, Sy? There's no 
reason to take an RB before round three unless it's a generational RB talent. There isn't one in this draft. Plenty of production RBs on day three. There are some production RBs on day three. Why would you wait till day three, though? If you can get your top talent in the first and second, maybe third. I wouldn't go past the third. If I'm taking an RB, I, I personally would not go past the third unless someone drops that should have been a second rounder and they drop into the fourth and fifth, which I highly doubt. But if we're trying to upgrade the RB position, you drafted Singletary in the third, you're going to wait till the, I mean, we've seen, listen, Zach Moss, third, Devin Singletary, third. Do you want to go back and do this third, fourth, fifth? We're going to be right back into it. Wouldn't you want to grab someone? And this doesn't even have to be the linebacker, the running back position. Wouldn't you want to grab, especially, and I'll use the running back position because we're talking about it. Wouldn't you want to grab the best running back in the game or in this draft, get the best out of them for the first five years, and then say, see you later, I'll get you, so I'll get something else? Especially because we don't have glaring needs. And our weakest link is on the offensive side of the ball. So Silas, my good man, if you and obviously cornerback is 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 clear that cornerback we we definitely need to draft. What are you doing in the second round? So let's just say cornerback is the first round. What are you doing in the second round? I'm curious. And what are you guys doing in the second round? Let's just say the unanimous pick is corner. Corner is the first pick we make. I think everybody is going to be all over it. So what are you doing in the second? Stephen Bryant. 25th pick, you got to go with Booth from Clemson. I'm with you. I F with Booth for sure. Johnny Blaze says, you got to go receiver in the first round. Damn, okay. Receiver in the first round, guard in the second, corner in the third. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you wait till the second round to grab a corner, all the all the, the top prospect corners are gone. You're, it's slim picking if you wait till the third for sure. Slim picking. Slim picking for these top type corners. I'm pretty sure you just said receiver first, no? <laughs> Did I just read that correctly? Johnny Blaze? Receiver, OG, cornerback, RB in the first. Oh, I see what you're saying. In the first. Whoever's rated highest. Got you. Dayton R said, yo, Fred Jackson was undrafted. Would rather trade those high picks for a proven NFL talent. Very rare will you find a, a, a free agent, of a, 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 a kind of undrafted stud. If you find one, shit, great. Receiver Christian Watson, second or even first round. People are still on receiver in the first round. That's interesting. But I, and... I, I have put this on you guys. I put this on you guys. And if you want to call in, you guys have every right to call in, man. Jump in. Game touch. You know, you know the number. You know the number. And if for those that are wondering how you call in, you got to be a member. You got to be a Bing Squad member. And, uh, and for those that are Bing Squad members, you guys know the number. Hasn't changed. Same thing. RB first round. Second second round, you go with a cornerback. 
Third round, you go with a linebacker. Trust the process with the McDermott's coaching to get our DBs right. We need a day one game changer at RB. That's the opinion that I share as well. But some people don't feel that way. They, 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 they actually feel extreme. They physically feel ill when you mention running back at first round. They're ready to throw up. It is what it is. Salute to my man, Silas. Silas, I appreciate your super chats. You know, you know that's, that's the truth, man. Um, positional value dictates taking receiver, cornerback, interior lineman, defensive end, and DT early because those cost more on contracts. Yo, I'm call- he says, I'm calling. Yo, you know the number, side. You know the number. Number hasn't changed. We here. The number, you know what? I'm going to have to post the number again, fellas. I'm going to have to post that number again. But if you guys want to call in, call in. I'm taking call in ASAP. Let me see if I can post the, the number for y'all. I'm going to post it in the YouTube community chat. So in the meantime, while I do that, if you guys have not been able to go ahead and download our BF Network app, I highly suggest it. It's dope. It's fun. Jump all over it. I think you guys will enjoy it. If you haven't downloaded it, download it. If you have downloaded it, much appreciation. You guys are real ones. So as I'm going to play this commercial for y'all, I'm going to actually post the, our, the phone number into the community chat so people know to call in and go from there. So hang tight, play this commercial, and we'll be right back. Number has been posted to all channel members. So uh, go ahead and uh, jump in if you want to call. Go ahead and go to the community tab in the chat. You'll see the number posted. And uh, if you want to call in and you have a hot take and you want to talk about something, you guys know what to do. Come on in and get going. Let's go. Shout out to my man, Ryan Teal. What's up, Ryan Teal? I haven't heard from you in a long time, man. What's happening, man? Uh, what do you think about uh, Spen B's teammate at guard? Um, Spen B's teammate at guard. Who is that? You're going to have to uh, refresh my memory. So um, Spencer Brown. Oh, you're talking about um, Penning. Penning. Dude, if we could get Penning, fam. But he's gone early. I would, I would have no bones about drafting Penning. That boy is nasty. He is nasty. Now, do we have a great need for him? If you take Penning, that means Ryan Bates sits. And we love Ryan Bates. But I got to be out of my feelings. I have to be out of my feelings. And if we're going to go with that type of player, have him sit. And then Roger Saffold next year has to, you know what I mean, if he stays, if he doesn't, not a big deal. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, it wouldn't be a bad look 
it would not be a bad look if we could if we could trade up but he's going to be gone early now if he's not and if he's around if we have a high on the board then it's a different ball game and by the way shout out to my man game touch tv he is a member but i know he just upgraded so i appreciate you my g i appreciate you a lot man welcome to the big squad bing biggity bing let's go so if you guys want to call in you are available to call in right now taking calls uh and i'm gonna get my first call right now this is the Rico report i got somebody on the line who am i speaking to silas widow was good rico silas widow what's up side talk to me man what's on your mind hey man listen i i love i love a good running back i prefer somebody with some speed but um drafting a running back before day three in my opinion yeah is a waste because you got a guy on a rookie contract you draft a running back in the first round, he's one of the top 10 running backs as far as pay-wise and immediately before he takes a snap. So, and running back, the shelf life of a running back is only like, what, seven years, six years? Right. Something like that. Like mm-hmm. guys in the chat talking about Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley went number two overall. Yep. He's had five major injuries, ACL, MCL. He had two injuries in college that sidelines of the game. Like, you invest in all of those resources, like at that positional value in the draft, you can get a wide receiver. You just paid Stefan Diggs, what, $26 million? If you can get a guy that if you can get a guy that can come in and actually play in the slot and tr- tr- transition outside over the next couple of years, give Diggs the option to move it inside and outside as as the offense sees fit. On a rookie deal, like that makes a lot of to me, that just makes more sense. Roger Stafford signed for one year outside of Ryan Bates. We don't have anybody at guard that we're comfortable with starting for six for a 17 game season. Uh, Daquan Jones is only signed for two years, Phillips is signed for one year. Um, oh gosh, what's the other? What's the other? Oh, Crowder Crowder's only signed for one year, right. McKenzie signed for two years. Yeah. So I mean, these are holes that we got to fill. I I don't trust Stevenson. I don't trust Hodgins. Hodgins hasn't even seen the, even seen the field. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm I'm with that. Take a running back. But you can get James Cook around. You can get uh Dalvin Cook's little brother. I think his name is James. Yeah. You can get him around three. Yep. You can get maybe maybe Waller or Spiller slips, and you know you trade up in round three and get him. Or you get one of these guys like Rashad White in round four. You get a guy in the later round like Ty Chandler, who's coming out of a pro style, heavy passing offense, a lot of shotgun, a lot of RPO, playing down there in North Carolina with Sam, with, uh, with uh, Howell. I mean, those are the guys that we should be looking at because number one, they're cheap. Ty Chandler's got a little speed to him. He's got a little bit of wiggle. He runs angry. He's got some power, and he's and he's productive. And in this offense, you need a guy who's going to be productive with a small amount of activity because we throw the ball so much. Um, you know, we don't want to run Josh Allen like crazy, but Josh Allen can get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker. He can hand he can hand it off a little bit more. We could utilize McKenzie a little bit more in in the uh, in the uh, RPOs or, or or gadget play game. Even we draft a guy like Christian Watson and Alex Pierce. You guys are running four three six, four three five, four three fours. Use them guys on end arounds. Use them guys on, you know, RPO pitches or whatever. Like it's ways to get around 
not using Josh Allen as a six foot five bowling ball, but drafting a running back in the first two rounds to me financially just doesn't make sense. All right. And I want you to stay on there because you made some fantastic points. Now, one thing I will definitely agree with you. There are some really damn good backs in this draft. There's no question about it, right? Ty Chandler is one of them I like a lot. Rashad White, I love. Love Rashad White. He'll probably be third. Might be gone in third. You never know. I To to risk jumping and, and having a guy in the fourth and fifth, you're now, you're, you're, I wouldn't say you're taking a chance. You're not taking a chance per se. But if you know you have a sure, a surefire pick, a surefire pick that contributes right off the bat, and that will that will help your team. I don't see just to not take him to not take him. That's one thing. But there are some talented guys in the back. Now, one thing I, I don't agree with is picking a receiver in the first. Now, because if you pick a receiver in the first, and there's no problem with it, by the way, it's not a bad, horrible pick. We can go anywhere. Just quarterback, we just can't go. But anyway, if you go receiver in the first, if you do, right? There's some talented guys. They're not going to be, you grab a receiver in the first, you need him to be a contributor right off the bat. He's going to be behind Diggs. He's going to be behind Gibson. Excuse me, you haven't seen Gibson. He's going to be behind Gabe Davis, and he's going to be behind Dawson Knox in in those. So you're going to have him as the fourth option. You want to draft a first rounder to be the fourth option receiver on your squad? I get it. You're looking at next year. But even next year, he's still the fourth option because it's going to be Davis, Diggs, Dawson, then the receiver. Depending on what receiver you grab, is it a slot receiver? Is it a number two receiver? Well, the number two receiver is Gabe Davis. So talk to me. Okay, so um, I'm going to use the two guys that I said. Yeah, who would be available at twenty at, at twenty five for sure. Maybe even in, in the round two. All right, so let's look at Christian Watson. Let's look at Alex Pierce. Yeah, Christian Watson, six four, two oh eight, four three six forty, thirty eight inch vertical. Uh, Alec Pierce, you know, the guy's got huge hands, yep. play slot, play, play on the outside, uh, does all the gadget stuff, and he runs back kicks and punts. Versatility, I like that. reason to take a guy like that. All right. Alec Pierce, 6'3", about 205, 200. Yep. 4'3", 6'40", uh, I think his vert was like 41 inches or something, something Explosive. like that. Um, decent hands, yeah, decent hands. One thing that if after the after the Chiefs game and I after the Chiefs game, we had the interviews with McDermott and Bean. They all said the same thing: we need to get faster on both sides of the ball. We don't have a speed guy. We got McKenzie; he's five eight. If we can get a guy who can stretch the field vertically and dumb, and you have to commit a safety. Because these guys are 6'3", 6'5", you know, 6'2", whatever, and they can win those 50-50 balls because they're great athletes. They can stretch the field. You open things up for your tight. You open things up for Knox. You you guarantee to get one-on-one coverage with either Davis or Diggs, and they can't stick a safety in the box on them because they got to commit one up top. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't, these type of Good things point. make our whatever running back we take it makes them better. It gives Josh Allen a cleaner pocket. It gives our whatever running back we have, whether it's Motor or, you know, we take a rookie or Zach Moss. I mean, at this point, if we can pull an extra safety, a linebacker out of the box, Zach Moss has no reason to run into the back of his lineman anymore. Yeah. And we're trying to get out of that. So, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like the, those things, like everything, everything has a cause and effect. For so sure. I, I think positional value in round one, the pick should be either corner or um or or guard. If Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green is sitting there, take him. If uh Andrew Booth is there, take him. Absolutely. If Kyler Gordon is there, I don't even like Kyler Gordon because I don't think Kyler Gordon is fast enough to play. I, I don't want him. I don't want him because he ran a four or five, but if McDuffie's there or you you know you feeling great about McCreary, yeah, take him. Yeah. I listen, I go ahead. Get the receiver. Get the receiver because you can use the receiver in so many different ways and it and it opens up your offense. Like without that speed factor, that's one thing I love about Beasley. Beasley makes a lot of catches and got a lot of first downs, but he did not stretch the field. They would stick people were sticking linebackers on Beasley. Facts. And it was okay. I mean, so we gotta get a guy that can stretch the field. So and I, I have no problems with that. The same argument can absolutely be made for the receiver when you're looking for speed. Tyreek was no damn first rounder. Tyreek is what, 5'7"? Tyreek Hill, 5'7"? Mm-hmm. And they found that man in what, in the fifth? So the same argument can be for, can be made for anybody. But speed is something that we do need. You know what I'm saying? We got that, what, that, that Taekwon Smith. Is it Taekwon Smith? Taekwon, um, his name is not coming to Thornton. me right now. Taekwon Thornton. Thornton. Taekwon Thornton. Man's is, yep. is got good size to him. A little, little thinner, but he could run. He could, he's he got that speed. But you made some very valid points. Very valid points. I'm not here lamenting that we grab a running back in the first. It wouldn't make me mad if we did because I knew that that person would be an instant contributor right off the bat. We always talk about closer, right? We got Von Miller to be the closer on the defensive side of the ball. Sometimes you need your back to be your closer. Devin Singletary, is he a closer? Debatable. If you can find your – and now this is where it comes preference – is there a good enough guy that you feel in this draft that can be a closer? That is, that's the one that's debatable. But Silas, you made some fantastic I, points, I, man. Real talk. Right. I re, re, I appreciate it, but I, I don't think that we have that guy in this draft. That's ah, see, saying. that's like, what it is. If okay. If it was Jonathan Taylor, like I'm not saying never think of running back. For sure. Like if Adrian Peterson is sitting available at 25, Heck I, yeah. I don't care what our needs are. We could need everything. I would say, I mean, everything outside of quarterback. Yeah. I would say go get. AP because he's a generational talent. Like Facts. those guys come once in <laughs> a long time. Years. Same, right? Same thing with Tyreek Hill. Like they got lucky. You don't find Tyreek Hill production in the fifth round every year, but and you can find great running. You can find great running backs in the later rounds. What's the guy who used to play for Houston? Um, running back for Houston wasn't even drafted. Yeah, you talk, I know who you're talking about. He's a smooth runner. Smooth runner. I know exactly oh, yeah, what you're talking about. I forgot. He wasn't even drafted. Yeah. There's a lot of guys like that. So, I mean, that's why I, I just think position point. value because Fair of point. these contracts, you know, and always, as always, man, great show. No doubt, man. Yo, that's a great, that's a fantastic call, man. Silas, I appreciate you. You know I do, man. And I uh, appreciate your, your phone call. You made, some, you made some fantastic points, man. RBs can be had in the fourth. Can be had. I. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. One more thing. My yeah. last thing is my last thing. Hey, y'all, everybody in the chat, tell a friend to tell a friend. Y'all need to start booking y'all stuff now for this Buffalo Super Bowl parade. Hey, yo. <laughs> book your stuff now because the race is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Yo, book it now. I book mine after we sign Von Miller. I'm booked already. Good. He's booked. He's booked and busy and booked and ready. Let's go. Yo, listen, is there room at the Red Roof Hotel? 
Uh, I don't know, man. I got, I got, a, I got an Airbnb, bro. You know, there you I got go. a single joint. My man. Yo, Silas, I appreciate you, my man. And uh, anytime you want to call me, you know the number. You call me, bro. I got you. Yes, sir. All right, man. That's my man, Silas Whittle. Silas been a long time listener, man. That's my guy right now. So if you guys want to call in, uh, I got I got time. I got another 10 minutes to roll and take some phone calls. Uh, Silas made some fantastic points. Fantastic points, man. Listen, at the end of the day, the draft is a crapshoot. We can talk about all the things we want and think the team needs, and then they'll go ahead and grab the tight end in the first, and we'll all make a case for the, well, that makes sense if we grab a tight end, or they'll grab a guard, which is, and Silas made a good point, man. Roger Saffold's here for another year, right? And at that point, behind Ryan Bates, we got nobody. We're at Cody Ford. I mean, we'll see what Cody Ford's really made of. With uh, with Aaron Cromer being our guy, but we'll see what it is. Man, I'm gonna take another phone call coming in. Oh, I just I had a phone call and then the phone call dropped. So whoever was just trying to call right now, go ahead and call me again and get on the line and go from there. So if you guys are ready to call, call that line. The line is open. The hotline is open. And uh, make your way calling right now. Let me see if I can try to. Oh, we got a call right now. Let me get let me get this call. If it's gonna let me pick up the damn call. Incoming call. It's not letting me pick it up. If you guys are trying to call me, call right now. This is the time to do it. I don't know why my phone was acting up, but call right now if you're trying to make that phone call. Scott Blakely comes in. I got to let me get this uh, this call here. Let me read Scott Blakely here, and then I'll get that call. Uh, I got Scott Blakely says that White may not be back until October. Cornerback is obviously in the first round. In my opinion, they have no room for eight picks. Trade up and get Booth. And that's what Scott Blakely yeah. said. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a line. I got somebody in line right now. Who is this? Who am I speaking to? your boy i just i just uh i didn't upgrade i, I had my membership canceled because i got a new uh credit card ah and my man was dedicated enough to become a member once again i appreciate you game touch tv Dayton, Ohio. what's up max what's happening man what's on your mind bro so i i uh it's been a minute so and i always love your show is like my favorite appreciate it man appreciate it talk um I wish shout to Skip and Shannon. They're my they're like my favorite professional, but the topics that they talk about are awful. (laughs) It's um, my turn. It's my turn. Skip Uh, Bayless, man, I'll tell you. How will how will Baker Mayfield sneezing affect his trade value? I know, right? (laughs) Anyway, stupid, awful. Anyway, um, no, I uh, our boy Silas, I fuck with his fuck with his points for sure. No pun intended. Yep. Uh, he was talking about don't take a running back until day three. Mm-hmm. That's a little steep. All right. Because that's that's my fear. I guess that's fourth round, right? That, that's that's too, that's too late, right? Because I'm sorry, the odds you can go and look into it. And maybe you know you can look at 2017 and be like, oh, look at all the running backs. But that was a special year. If you look at players drafted in the fourth round. I mean, it is an absolute crapshoot, you know? I mean, you can look back at the past three or four years and you literally have a list of like 400 players that are drafted past round four. And how many are starting right now? Like, not very many. So to me, I think that where we pick at pick 25, right? Yep. Yep. I think there, if there is a running back, whether it's Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall, whoever, that you can get, production out of 
and can be the bell cow because I think that's what the Bills need. They need somebody who's consistent. In my opinion, that's you know, what I they need as well. Somebody like, right. And you look at somebody like a Najee Harris last year for the Steelers. I think he was absolutely worth the uh, what, what they took him like twenty six overall or something like in that range. That late in the first round. In that range. Yeah, like to me, the Saquon Barkley pick might be one of the worst top five draft picks non-quarterback that I can remember in a long time. Terrible idea, by the way. Um, but, like, as long as it's not top 20, if the talent is there, if they are able to be a bell cow, then go for it, especially if they're a good pass catcher. I still don't understand the Barkley pick, though, because he'd never even toted the rock more than 20 times in college, but, like, five five different games or something, which right. is ridiculous. I can't believe The Giants are – the Giants are a mess, but anyway, Dable, shout out to you. Hopefully, you can fix that dumpster fire. But I think if if I'm all for best player available, to be honest, I mean, I think that obviously with Trey White being hurt um, and he tore his ACL and what I want to say November or December, you know, he's going to be out probably yeah until it might be week five, week six before he's back. So it's problematic in general. Uh, you know, I, I can't believe we lost Levi Wallace for so cheap. I think he was definitely worth it. Um, seeing some of the other people that got paid so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, you know, I think Silas's biggest crutch for his point about day three, and this is kind of interesting, and he's probably right, I haven't looked into it, but like if you draft a running back, you know, in the first or second round, they're already like, what, top 10 in uh, most paid running backs, which is just crazy. Yeah, it is kind of funny to think about, but um, the shelf life is valid, right? But I think people need to stop worrying about the cap so much because with all of the restructuring that goes on mm-hmm. and all of, you know, the cap keeps changing. Like what it, it was raised by some like third was it 20 million this year or something like it's, and it's going to keep going up. Exactly. And so the sooner you pay your guys, the better. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't think the bills need to worry as much about cap especially because their quarterback they have uh, like we are in a a situation where we have a top four quarterback where it literally does not matter you know if our team is maybe we're don't have slightly as good of a defensive line as our opponent or something like that if we have the better quarterback that takes you so much farther and as long as we have that guy you know we don't need to build a super squad, you know, the Rams, they, you know, fuck them draft picks or whatever. Don't even get me started. All right. Because you want to talk about a changing narrative with, with them. I know this isn't really bills related, but those dudes were so close several times to losing to the bucks and to the sorry ass 49ers. So could you imagine? Oh my God. It's, it's, it's craziness, man. It is crazy. If they would have lost. Oh my God. Especially man. They, it, like dog shit I'm, I'm gonna say this though. But anyway, um, go ahead. We're in. We are. I will say the Bills right now. We are in the most. I would say we are the in the most fortunate position right now. Absolutely. Obviously, we have some pressure yep. because we are viewed as Super Bowl favorites, and that's expectation. But we've got a top four quarterback. You know, if you close your eyes and had a list of Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, and Allen, and you pick them out of the hat, they are they're the four best quarterbacks. Yep. Right? Um, which is, you know, only three other teams can say that. And we, most importantly, 
we play in the most wide open division in football or in the conference. The NFC East is the worst division in football, but they we play in the division where we have the largest margin between the next best team in our division. Yep. And in this conference, I mean, the AFC West, good Lord, AFC North, almost just as crazy. AFC South, eh. But, I mean, those other t- – I mean, there's going to be at least two damn good teams that are going to miss the playoffs, just like last year. Tough. You know, the Colts missed the playoffs somehow. Yeah, man. The, you know, Ravens got decimated by injuries. It's going to be that way. The Chargers missed the playoffs somehow. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. But we're, you know, we, it doesn't matter. Like, we're going to get a home playoff game. Right? We went 11-6, and six, lost some bad games, but it didn't matter. We, we got to the playoffs, and I think that that's something that I feel like, you know, we're stressing about the offseason, and it's the offseason that the Bills paid. You know, we're, we're talking about, and that's all, you know, that's, that's what we do. But, Still, I think the urgency of like, you know, don't don't draft. They they got to draft best player available. They isn't. Um, let me. I'm gonna cut. You, I'm gonna cut in. They're gonna draft best player available. Right. Like I'm. Somebody said this earlier. I said this before. We don't know shit when it comes to the draft. I don't care if you're Mel Kiper or you're freaking uh freaking oh, yeah. Pierre Gobart or your freaking Rico Bellini, or your freaking Joe Marino, or your freaking who knows. We don't know shit. This is all, like, my mock is just as good as your mock, right? Because it's going to be fucking wrong. It's going to be wrong because these teams have their board set up, and they're going to pick who the hell they feel is best for their team. We can think that the RB is best for their team, and then go ahead and grab a damn receiver that we had no idea, like Traylon Burks. They're going to go and grab Traylon Burks. We're like, what? You grab Traylon Burks? Really? And then you start, then we're always going to make a case. They might go and draft freaking Kenneth Walker in the first round. And we'll be like, damn, you drafted Ken Walker in the first round? We'll make a case for it. So we can talk about all this mock draft and we should do this and we should do that. It's fun and it's more so for us, the fan. But, man, we are going to be wrong as shit. And I'll tell you that right now. Dayton, I, yo, I got I to gotta let you, Max, I got to let you be because I got to get going soon. But I, I do have to read one thing um, before I let you go. But hey, listen, do you have one, any last words before I let you be? best player available uh you guys better do a, another stream you and kevin i'll never forget when we drafted Cody ford and you guys were streaming that was funny because you thought you guys both thought it was such a great pick i have that <laughs> etched in my memory because it was during quarantine and everything right yeah oh Corey ford that. great guys, pick second round <laughs> yeah exactly we were like oh this guy's a first round talent blah, 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 blah. yeah he plays every position there you go there you go. And let me tell you right now. That's all I want is you and Kevin to stream the. We are definitely going to be streaming draft day for sure. You best believe it. Away. We're going to have guests coming in and out. It's going to be lit like it always is. It's going to be fun. And I can't wait for Kevin's face when he, I mean, he Kevin's Kevin's in a very good place right now. He loves his team. And the fact that they're going into draft and they're loaded already, he, it's going to be a good draft for him. But I'm going to let you be Max. Uh, I got one thing I got to read to the rest of the crowd before I get out of here, but I appreciate you. You know, I always do. Thank you for re-upping with the, uh, with the BF being squad. Salute to you, my G. Never change. Yeah. Keep and you know, I won't, man. I'm always the same, baby. Let's go. Of course. Yes, Thank sir. All right, man. Take Let's care, go. boss. That's my guy, Max. Max is a good dude. Now, Silas was, was brought up some things, uh, earlier today. Now in the chat, before I get out of here, I need, give me, give me three years. Right between 1990 to 2021, pick three years. Give me 
If you want 2003, give me 2011, give me a year. I don't care which one, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I want, I'm making, a, I'm testing something out because a lot of people talk about get a running back and, and it doesn't upset me. It pisses me off. No, I'm just kidding. But get a running back in the fourth, get a running back in the fifth, like, like they're going to pan out, right? That's why there's, there's, there's rounds. Round one is where your best players are at. Round seven, those are your, eh, we'll see what happens with him. And if it pans out, it pans out. Or I can cut him on a dime and it won't cost me shit, right? Stevie Johnson, seventh round pick, precious. I, that's my favorite Bills player of all time. That's my guy, right? But there are some seventh round picks that are bums, right? And rightfully so off the squad. So give me a year. Give me three. You know what? Let's fuck it. Give me two. Pick two years from 1990 to 2021. Give me something. I got, I got, I got, we're going to, we're just, and I, I haven't even looked at it to really show you what's going on, but give me, give, somebody give me something. I don't know how delayed this chat is, but I've asked this question three damn times and nobody's given me a damn year. Let's go. <laughs> give me something before I get out of here. What's your favorite year? Right between 2000, we'll say 1990 to 2021. What y'all got? You know what? When you before you guys listen, you don't know. Okay, 1994. Thank you, Big Baller Bean. So let's go all the way to 1994. Now, a lot of y'all might not even. You guys probably weren't even born. You know what I'm saying? But we'll go 1994. All right, in the 1994 draft, you want to know who your first round draft pick? Marshall Falk was drafted in the first round. Second pick, all right? After that was Greg Hill. Then you had Eric Rett. That was the second round. Charlie Garner was in the second round. You guys remember Charlie Garner. Some of you guys will. The young bucks won't. And I'm going down the list, right? And I was more specifically going into the fourth and beyond. Dorsey Levins, fifth round. Lamont Warren, Fred Lester, Anthony Daigle, Jamal Anderson was drafted in the seventh round, right? Jamal Anderson, the, the drafted by the Falcons. You guys remember Jamal Anderson, right? The Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson. Give me another year. Give me another year, damn it. 1996, Maurice Anderson. Let's go 96. Because I'm trying to tell you, there's you guys think there's a, there's a whole bunch of running backs that's going to pan out in the fourth and beyond, and you're like, you're sitting like, come on, son. You know what I'm saying? So, and Marshall Falk, Hall of Famer, first round, second pick. Don't tell me that you can't find these backs and they can't pan out. They can. Don't ever draft. Could you imagine them skipping on Marshall Falk because it's a running back? I'm not grabbing Marshall Falk. Are you, are you nuts? No, thank you. Come on, man. This is what I'm talking about. And no slight on Silas. Silas got me into this, right? So let's go 1996. Do you guys remember Tim Biakapatuka? For the Panthers? My gosh, I can't believe I pronounced that perfectly on the first one. All right? 1996, Lawrence Phillips, right? Started off great, not so great, right? Eddie George was a third rounder. Third rounder, uh, let me, let's see. So we got Eddie George, we got Mike Allstott was the fifth. Uh, I'm looking at names that you, maybe you guys might not, you might not, you might know. Reggie Brown, Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis was a fourth rounder. You guys might not remember who Stephen Davis was. Uh, I'm looking at this and nobody else, nobody else in that draft that you guys would actually say, oh yeah, that's, oh, that's that baller. 
No. Fourth and beyond? You you think you're going to find something because you guys try to make the running back such an in, like, uh, like a, a, a position of no need. You put no value and respect on the running back position where you think you can grab something in the fourth and say, you'll have a really good back in the fourth. They'll pan out for you. Well, I've, I've read you two years now. Let's go 2012. Somebody put me, somebody gave me 2012. Let's go, let's go a little more recent. Let's go to the 2012 <laughs> draft pick. All right. My man Silas came in. What up, Silas? Silas comes in and says, yo, you can look over the last five years. Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevens, Marlon Mack are all round four. Okay. That's why I'm using random years. I'm using random. I'm making you guys choose the random years, right? I got to watch my time because I don't want to be late for work. So 2012, <laughs> Trent Richardson. We already know about Trent Richardson, right? Here we go. Trent Richardson was, was the third. That was an awful pick, by the way. Trent Richardson was awful. Okay. So you got Doug Martin, David Wilson. Those are all first rounders. Okay. But I'm more trying to focus on fourth and beyond. Here we go. You got Lamar Miller in the fourth, Robert Turbin in the fourth, Rhett Wilson. I'm trying to think of people that you guys might, might know. Alfred Morris was a sixth round pick. And let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And that's it. Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. All right. That was in the sixth round pick. We can get running backs later on in the in the okay. I'm giving you guys the names, right? Let's let's give me another, give me another year. 2001. Dayton R says, yo, let's go back to 01. You know what I'm saying? Let's go back to 2001. Who was in that 2001 draft? Here we go. Ladanian Tomlinson, fifth round pick. Could you imagine skipping on Ladanian Tomlinson? All right. Deuce McAllister, second round pick. First, he was a second rounder, first pick in the second round, right? Um Hold on. He's sorry. He was a first round pick. Ladanian was a first round pick. Deuce McAllister was his first round pick. Michael Bennett was a first round pick. Um, let's see. Here we go. Anthony Thomas, second round pick. Travis Henry, second round pick. Right. Those are good backs, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fourth and beyond. So let's go fourth and beyond. Rudy Johnson, uh, Corel Buckhalter, uh, Jameel Cook, Darian Brown. Nothing. So let's stop the bullshit acting like we can find these backs in the fourth and fifth and sixth. They don't come around like that, man. They don't. You got to grab your guys in the first three. Your first three are where they're at. They're where they're at. Give me another year, baby. Let's go. I'm on fire. Let's go. Find me another freaking year, man. Let's do 2017. Somebody said, let's go up to 2017. What, what was going on in the 2017 draft? Let's go. We had Leonard Fournette. Was the, he was the fourth round pick. Scurry. First round, fourth pick. All right. Um, let me let me scroll up here. Here we go. We had Christian McCaffrey. He was the eighth pick. Dalvin Cook, ninth pick. Those three guys are still contributors to this day and can start in this league. No question about it. Joe Mixon, that boy was a second round pick. But we're not talking about the first three. We're talking about fourth and beyond, right? Let's go to fourth and beyond. All right, Samaja Perrine. Tariq Cohen, Joe Williams, Donnell Pumphrey, Jamal Williams, Wayne Gallman, Marlon Mack. I like Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack was drafted in the fourth round. Brian Hill, Jerry McNichols, TJ Logan, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was drafted in the fifth. Nice pick. I'll give you that one right there. Elijah McGuire, Alex Arma, uh, D'Angelo Henderson, Sam Rogers, and then the rest goes on to nothing. All right? Nothing. Nothing good. So, we got one. We have one. We went through four years. 
four years of backs in the fourth and beyond, we found maybe two. Jamal Anderson was one of them in the seventh. And we had freaking Aaron Jones. Guys, I'm just saying for you, I'm just saying, people, I'm I'm telling you, you just because it's the running back, stop devaluing the freaking running back position. You can find it in the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. Well, go through the freaking drafts of all these years and look forth and beyond and tell me how many gems you found in that bitch. But first three, you got some backs. You got some backs. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you better not wait till the fourth and fifth and sixth and try to draft a running back, Mr. Bean. You know where it's at. It's the first three. Now, you drafted Devin Singletary in the third and you drafted Zach Moss in the third. Right now, people are not really on Zach Moss's team right now because they just feel like we don't know what's going on with Zach Moss, right? So maybe third time's a charm. Third time's a charm where you you nail a running back in the first three. And if it has to be the third round, so be it. But you better find your back. If you try to wait till fourth and beyond, fam, the numbers aren't great. Let me, I'm going to just choose a random year. Let's go to 2005. I don't even know who the hell you got drafted in 2005. Here we go. First round. Second pick, Ronnie Brown. First round, fourth pick, Cedric Benson. Uh, first round, fifth pick, Cadillac Williams, right? Those are the first round guys. Let's go beyond the fourth, right? Beyond the third. Maurice Claret. What would have been with Maurice Claret if you didn't have that whole nonsense happening? All right, fourth round, Marion Barber. I love Marion Barber. Marion Barber was legit. Marion Barber, Brandon Jacobs in the fourth. Um, Seadric Faison, no, I remember him, but he wasn't great. Uh, Darren Sproles with a fourth round pick. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me keep going. So we got two guys that were decent guys in that. Are they game changers? Absolutely not. Are they bell cow guys that you can say, yo, that's my guy? Absolutely not. 2004, Steven Jackson. First round pick. Julius Jones was a second round pick. Let's go fourth and beyond. Moel Day Moore. No, thank you. Michael Turner. I like Michael Turner, man. Thick old, thick old thighs. Michael Turner. He was a fifth round pick. Other than that, nothing. One guy. One freaking guy. So you know what? I'll take my freaking chances on grabbing a running back in the first, second, and third. I am not waiting till the fourth. Sorry, not happening. Anyway, folks, that's my time. It's 11 o'clock. I got to get going because my black ass is going to be late. And you know what they said? Well, black folks, we always late. Can't have that. So ladies and gentlemen, don't mean to end it like, like this, but I had to talk about it, man. I had to talk about it. I wanted to take your phone calls, but I just can't because your boy's got to go. But ladies and gentlemen, stop sleeping on the damn running back position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> stop sleeping on the damn running back position, baby. Let's go. We got our grab bars in the first three rounds. I'm not playing no games, man. Silas, I respect you. You know I do. You great. You brought up some great freaking points. No question about that. No doubt. But don't be sleeping on the running back position. Don't be sleeping on the cornerback position because we got we to we make sure we handle our cornerback position, but we can't rush into drafting a free, uh, excuse me, signing a free agent corner. We can chill. Let's draft first. Let's see who gets cut around the league, and then we can fill our needs then. But until then, remember, Rico says, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. Neither do I. We're all speculating from the top guys in the league from Mel Kuypers to the little guys like us you know what I'm saying we ain't no shit we're just gonna have to wait it out and be surprised and shocked like everybody you guys already know the drill ladies and gentlemen thank you guys for tuning in you guys are the best 
follow me on Twitter right here. Mr. Rico underscore BF. You know what I'm saying? Let's just let's try to get this thing going. Let's try to get our subs going. Smash that like before you get out of here. We're trying to get up to 22,000 subscribers, and we're trying to make it all the way to 30. 30K. Let's make it happen, man. With that, that being said, you guys be great. You guys be good to one another. And until next time, it's your boy, and I'm gone. Let's go. Woo! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.